This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth. From BetQL. On first down and 10, Stafford loads up for the deep shot. Running ahead of everyone is Van Jefferson. Touchdown! 52 yards for the score. And the Rams jump back on top. Welcome on in. Beck UL Daily presented, as always, by Fan Duel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Tuesday morning. A ton to get to today. We'll talk to Simon Hunter of the Action Network coming up in about 20 minutes. Ryan McDonough next hour on the NBA. We'll look forward to Week 15 in the NFL. Line movement, yes, Week 15 is about to arrive as we wrapped up Week 14 last night. The award races, futures, playoffs, we'll look at it all today. Let's start, though, guys, with a little reaction off of last night, Monday Night Football. Joe, your first instinct – actually, I guess your first instinct was Cardinals. But, like, your, your instinct – Last better, week. Last week. Your instinct as <laughs> yeah. a better yesterday was like, well, everything went right for the favorites on Sunday. This is when it kind of twists around on Monday night, and that's exactly what happened. Rams win the game outright 30-23. to um, Look, I thought Stafford played his best game in a long time as their quarterback. And Aaron Donald, like, we don't usually – like we talk about him, but then when they're not playing great, it's like, what are we going to say? He's a great player. Mm-hmm. He, he wrecked the game last night. From the start to the finish, he wrecked the game. Arizona was a little sloppy. Kyler was not himself in terms of taking care of the football. And down go the Arizona Cardinals. And all of a sudden, the NFC West is not over. Yeah, maybe there was some confirmation bias there, but I feel like I've seen it way too many times that it might be going the other way on Monday night in a primetime spot. It wanted me to go the other way with the Bears. And where was all the money? It surprised me a little because it took so many, so long, hand up, to buy into the Arizona Cardinals. And then when you look at some of the sports books, what they were reporting, especially after the announcement with Ramsey, we had that line move to three. It was not three all week. Until we got that information, it was sitting two, two and a half, bouncing back and forth. It doesn't really matter. But then we see, oh, 76% of the bets, 81% of the handle. All in on the Cardinals kind of made you think, oh, boy. But they were missing a bunch of starters, including Ramsey, but they balled out. You've got to give it to Stafford. I know we'll probably crush Kyler, and a lot of people will, and we'll debate whether or not he's completely out of the MVP race. I think he might be. Uh, But Stafford had a terrific game. For the first time in his career, he beat a team five games above 500. Entering last night against teams that were five games above 500, he was 0-17. I talked about the 8-68 stat throughout his career, mostly in Detroit, against winning teams. Well, of, of the teams that we expect to be at least 500 this year, 
Now that's 11 and 72. I mean, he was terrific. And like the broadcast last night, I have no explanation for the Cardinals' poor play at home. Three and four. They're under 500 at home. They've been, they've been a poor team at home. Three lo- last three losses all at home. Yeah. Aaron, <laughs> that was a tough night for the Cardinals. They, they had a chance to wrap up the division, and it did not happen. All I could think about is when you kept calling Kyler Murray frail that day. <laughs> because outside the pocket, love Kyler Murray. Inside the pocket, you got oh, defenders man. with their hands up. I mean, Lost. you also can't throw interceptions in the red zone. Uh, I feel like the Rams just kind of, I don't know if you can call it, came out with the blueprint because we all know Kyler Murray isn't the tallest guy we've ever seen, but they were able to force him into making some mistakes and you got to hand it to Sean McVay. Yes, you do. Who now continues. I mean, look, what is he now? Eight, uh, nine and one in his career straight up uh, against the spread against the Arizona, against the Arizona Cardinals. Like, he's owned that team other than week four, whatever it was earlier this year. Let, let me throw this in there about Kyler. I have a new complaint about Kyler Murray. It has nothing to do with his size. And he is a wonderful football player and he might win an MVP one day. It's not going to be this year though. We can get to that. He's not, I think he's not going to win the MVP this year. Last night hurt him, but I'm sure you guys have noticed it. And I just wonder at a big game what's going to happen. When things go wrong, Kyler Murray's body language stinks. Oh, is he, he cam? Is a little camish, yeah. He's yeah. a big baby. He's pouting, throwing the, taking the helmet off, throwing it off. Yeah. Like, listen, you the quarterback's got to be calm. Like, you are the leader yeah. of the football team. Between him and his emotions, and, I, and it's not saying he can't throw the ball. Like, he's an amazing quarterback in terms of skill. And then Kingsbury... Do you trust the Cardinals right now in the playoffs? Do you trust them against LaFleur? And do you trust them against Brady? Really? I don't. That, I, this I, I, I thought, is, this I, is why I held out so long. Well, you this were right. It. Come back, because I'm out. <laughs> You're I just, out. Yeah. Well, when I'm not out. Adversity, go You're right. Now that I look back to that game, Kyler Murray and Kingsbury had worry and panic yep. on their face. You need a poker face. Keep it cool. Have a little Aaron Rodgers swag. He doesn't get like that. Gaga. Poker face. Yeah, I... Okay, MVP race. I agree. He's out. He needed to be pristine Mm -hmm. the rest of the way after missing three games. On Fandle, he drops from the third favorite down to the fifth favorite. He was 9-1 to down to 13-1. to It's a two-player race. Brady, the heavy favorite, minus 155. Rodgers, plus 500. Then we dip down to 12 to 1. Dak Mahomes, those guys have to be perfect if they want to enter this race. I don't think they're going to be able to. It's going to be Brady. It's going to be Rodgers. And a big part of the Rodgers handicap is handicapping the voters. I just don't know how they're going to feel. I think people are uh, are jumping to the, the vaccination stuff too quickly. By the time we get to the vote a couple months from now, that's going to be off people's minds. I think. But maybe I I'm wrong. Yeah. I no, think for the most part. I think you're right. The only thing I would say is if it's a tie and he missed that one game, regardless yeah. of what the game is for, right? He missed it because he had COVID. That's a fact. Um, I, I would think Brady could win it just based on that. One extra game, stats, win, whatever. Um, here's an ironic number for you because you mentioned Kyler falling down last night in the MVP discussion. So he put up numbers, right? 444 total yards. He, he went way over his rushing total. I was way off on that. He is the first quarterback since 2012 to have that many total yards in a game with zero scores. Can you guess who that quarterback was? Can you guess? I saw this. I saw this. So Stafford. It was Matthew Stafford in 2012, which is just so ironic for the game last night. So the Mm -hmm. Cardinals lose, um, and now 
Kyler drops down the odds to win the MVP. You just mentioned it, Joe. And now their chances to win the number one seed or to have the best record, that took a tumble because they were favored last night at home. They still have games against Dallas on the slate, and they still have a game against the Indianapolis Colts on the slate. Neither of those games will be easy. I think you could at least probably project one more Cardinals loss in there just over the last four weeks. I think they'll lose one more. I think they really had a – that hurt them last night to get the number one seed. It really did. Top three odds for the best record all in the NFC. Your three 10 and three teams, quite obviously. Tampa Bay, the heavy favorite at plus 120. Then Green Bay. Arizona's plus 400. Then a big group, a big drop off in the odds. And the group of nine and four teams. Let me ask you this because I, I see some people throwing out Cup out there. Amazing game for him. Thank you for the props, by the way. I was stubborn and I didn't get off the Cardinals when I should have. But good thing we were over on Cup. James Conner. Man, I told you, if Edmonds is out, Connor touchdowns is so easy. He scored two of them. I'm sure that was yeah. like five to one if you took a look at that. Is there enough time? We had the uh, the primetime spot. Terrific performance from Stafford we're talking about. Is there enough time for Stafford to get the MVP? Boy, he'd have to play really, really, really 16 well. To, 16 to one. Coop's, Cooper Cup's not getting it. Um, but he's on pace for 1,800 yards and 15 touchdowns, which is pretty good, 139 catches. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, since it's quarterback award, I'm wondering, is is there time for, for Staffy? I mean, it would be tough. They'd have to probably get into the mix for the bye. Seattle, is that an easy schedule? Uh, no, well, they have tough, Seattle, they have the Niners. Schedule. Niners are still on there, right? Seattle's on there this week. What else they have? Seattle, Minnesota Road, Baltimore Road, Ooh. San Francisco, all pretty good teams. Yeah. Yeah. I would say no on Stafford, but he did play well last night. I mean, like, yeah. you know, as much as we're talking, Aaron, about the, the Cardinals to start the show and what they lost last night and, and how they didn't play well, the other side of it is is just the same. Like, the Rams reestablished yeah. themselves. Like, hey, don't forget about us. We're still in this thing. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I think we've been wondering when is the real Rams team going to stand up because they have got playmakers all over the field um, and they get it done shorthanded because of COVID. It was impressive. And I've been wondering when they're going to be consistent because they have the talent. I guess the question for me is can this Rams team, you know, when they make the playoffs, if they do go on the road and win at a Lambo at a new wow. England, you know what I mean? <sighs> right. I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe if they win the division, they've got a home game that, that will uh, bode well for them. Uh, they won't, won't have to go into the elements, but I know Matthew Stafford was on a different team, but he hasn't been very good at Lambo. Um, I don't know how he's going to play at Buffalo KC, you know, these places where it's cold. I, I guess he has some experience from, from his Detroit days, but that'll be interesting to see, you know, how far he can go with the Rams. We probably have to stop saying that the Rams are bum slayers. Joe G asked on the show, what's their best win after Tampa Bay? And it was a scramble. Well, now you beat two, two of the best three teams in the NFL, mm-hmm. Tampa Bay and Arizona. So we have to stop saying that my, my Rams stance has never changed. Um, what, Man, do people sell hard on the Rams. When Stafford goes through his issues, do people sell hard? I don't know if it was a three-game losing streak or what it is. But that Packers game, like, it seemed universally. The football world was completely out on the L.A. Rams. And even after that game, losing three straight, uh, my stance did not change. And it's always been they have the top-end talent to be a top-ten team. 
And if you're if this year with all the parity, if you're a top ten to twelve team, you can win the Super Bowl. The Rams can win the Super Bowl. So to a, a pro Rams thought right now, as we flip the other way on them, right? Because they won last night, that was impressive. They have four losses, right? They're nine and four. Look at the four teams they lost to. Mm-hmm. Add their combined records together. It's the Packers. <laughs> it's the Cardinals twice. So those are that's thirty wins right there, right? Ten wins times three, and then who else? We're talking about the Niners. Tennessee, four playoff teams. There you go. Right, we're talking about four of the best teams in the NFL. Four of the, uh, depending on what you think of the Niners and Titans, right there, like the tenth best team, whatever, like eighth, wherever you want to rank those teams. We're talking about four of the best teams in the NFL. They didn't lose any bad teams, any medi- even mediocre teams. I mean, I think the Niners are better than mediocre, so they've lost to some pretty good football teams. All right, let's discuss it because we haven't yet. What do you think about Cliff Kingsbury? We mentioned Kyle's body language. Ooh. That bothers me. But Kingsbury, so was it fourth and one, five thirty to go or so? From what yard line are we sitting there on? The, the, the decision is basically to kick the field goal. 37 yard line, 524 to go. Arizona trailing by 10. Now, like we've moved to a, a, a time in the NFL where when in doubt, you go for it. That's, that's the way these offensive coaches think. And when in doubt, if you need to score a score or two scores, usually you go for it and not the field goal. Yeah. But the math here, I, I didn't think it was like, oh, we have to go for it. You need to score twice. You need to score twice, yeah. right? No matter no matter what you order you do this in, you need to get the ball back and score again. You're down 10. So I, the way Prater was kicking, I thought the field goal was the play there. Save time, oh. kick the field goal, get, put three on the board, and then you have more time to play out however the game's going to play out. What did I, you think? I wanted the touchdown just so Greasy could keep crying. Like, shut up, dude. We got it. We know what you want. You want them to go for the field goal. I understand. I was good with it. I was good with it. You're you're on their 30 with Kyler. I was fine going for the touchdown. You had, you still had a lot of clock left over a minute. I know you need the field goal anyways, probably, probably. But I, but I wanted uh, to secure the touchdown. I was fine with the way they played it. Now, at the very end end, <laughs> why isn't he spiking it? That I don't get. And he talked after the game. He said there was miscommunication between himself and the offensive lineman. The offensive lineman wanted to spike it. Uh, yeah, the offensive linemen were right. Kyler was the only one that was wrong, and that's what I was thinking about when you were talking about his body language. Like, he's a leader of the team, and he's wrong on those. I mean, the clock's tick, tick, ticking, and he's wrong in the in-game decisions, stuff that really seemed obvious. But on that Kingsbury call, I did think um, I did think Kingsbury did the right thing. I was fine with it. It's what I would have done. But what's fascinating is our our bias creeps in. Like, I I wanted Arizona to force overtime, so I wanted him to get the seven. I also needed a few points for Kyler Murray to stay alive in one of my fantasy leagues. So I want him to go for the touchdown because if he gets a touchdown, I win. I'm still alive. And, man, as you're talking about that, I'm, I'm wondering about the coach of the year. Are we going to see an odds change? Is, mm. uh, is Kingsbury going to fall a little bit behind – uh, Belichick, even Belichick, more so. Yeah. Aaron, yeah. do you have the same was... wager on Belichick and Kingsbury, or is it more money on one or the other? Oh, that's a good point. I'm just trying to make you the most money. That's what I'm rooting for in this. I just I think, don't I have so, Staley, too? He could be so moving up. Kingsbury did drop last night. After that loss, I'm uh, shopping around, and I see Belichick at about even money. Kingsbury, 6-1. Wow. to one, Lafleur 8-1. to one, Vrabel, 10-1. to one. 
Belichick and even money. Even my money. Even money. Just go take it now. Belichick and even money. They just they just want to give it to you. Even money for Bill Belichick. I I think he's going to win. Take it. I would take it. Probably. He's going to win. What if you lose to the Colts? Yeah, what if you beat the Colts, which he certainly could do. I do like the, yeah. the, uh, the Patriots on Sunday. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawks with Beck Daily presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. Coming up next, our buddy Simon Hunter of the Action Network joins us to talk about Week 15 in the NFL. Is this going to be a week for dogs after the favorites won a lot last week? We'll talk about it right here on the Beck Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily. Presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.